You are now listening to The Harmonious Hustle, where we redefine what it means to be a woman on fire. I'm Nicole Sylvester, best-selling author and success coach for boss babes ready to make bold moves. In this podcast, we'll discuss all things purpose, pleasure, and profits. You should know, I am obsessed with sparking unrealistic upgrades in your life and business. It's my true intention to convince you to say, hell yes, to your wildest dreams. If you and I haven't connected yet, I would love to hear from you. Let's connect on Instagram. And while you're there, be sure to check out my free Money Energetics training series. Scope my page while you're there for other freebies and support. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. We have another money episode, and guys, you'll find that I love sharing about money. And you know what? I'm going to keep sharing, and there's a reason. Because I was so freaking broke, and I hated it. Not only did I hate it, I was ashamed, and beyond all of those emotions, I could barely feed myself and my daughter, or pay for gas to get around, and pay for parking to go do things. So... I'm not saying that you're that bad. I hope you never are, never will be, right? But that's where I was. And when you're in that space at some point of your life, you will feel a passion about helping other people if you ever find your way out. That's my belief. So that's where I am, and that's why I love to bring you people who are crushing it, making the money, but also showing up in that harmonious way. So Tiffany Carter is totally that woman. She's a multimillionaire. She has multiple businesses. She loves helping people create passive income. And after we recorded this episode, I actually got even more inspired. And I started looking at different, you know, network marketing affiliate uh, opportunities for myself. So I know that you're going to be inspired. I can't wait to hear your favorite part. I want to hear how you implement what Tiffany shares. Now, not only that, Tiffany is coming to Harmonious Hustle Live. She's on day two, the hustle day, because that's where she belongs, right? It's going to be so awesome and powerful. I cannot wait. But for now, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to share this episode that we recorded. I had so much fun recording with her. Before we go any further, I just want to remind you, A, get your ticket to Harmonious Hustle. We're already 50% sold out. We're, I think we're less than 60 days. Oh, yes, we are less than 60 days out now. And we are 50% sold out. And you know how people are, they buy their tickets like in that last 30 days. But I don't want you to miss out because we cannot go over 100 people because of the space and what we are committing to. So I just want to make sure that you get into this and make it happen. One more thing, jump over to the Harmonious Hustle podcast community because in that Facebook community, there's five days, five tips of business coaching. And we go through your brand clarity. We're looking at how to charge for your products and services. We're looking at overall wealth consciousness. We're also diving into your beliefs around your ideal client. And that one's going to be good because that's some energetics. And you guys know I love me some money energetics because really you receiving more, allowing more, being more of who you really are, which you are abundance, requires you to get your energy right. So enjoy this episode. Please share 
it with someone that you know needs it, inspire someone you know to make more money and to enjoy themselves more, invite your friends to Harmonious Hustle Live, and guys, I'll see you soon. Enjoy the show. All right, guys, so I have Tiffany Carter. You may have seen me shout her out a few times on my Instagram, and I think she's just overall awesome, badass. Her energy is electric, and that's why she's coming to Harmonious Hustle Live. So Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us on the Harmonious Hustle. What's up? I'm so excited to be on your show. It's been a while. I know. I think I was on your show before I even had a show. Yes. <laughs> and now, yeah. And now it's full circle. You're coming into mine. It's awesome. So tell me this, because I brought you, I decided to bring you on to the Harmonious Hustle, Hustle Day, because I love a, you just always show up. Like, it doesn't matter if you're, like, coming out of the gym or your house is evacuated. <laughs> like, no matter what, you're always, like, on and you're like, come on, people. Let's wake up. Let's get it together. Let's talk about money. So just tell us a little bit, like, how you became Tiffany Carter, who was so obsessed with helping people get their finances and money mindset in order. So I grew up in an environment where from the outside looked like pretty baller, right? Like I, we were probably like the second wealthiest family in, in an already affluent area. So oh. a lot of people don't know that about me, right? It's yeah. like, I don't have a rags to riches story. I was raised extremely wealthy, but the mindset behind it was you have to kill yourself I mean, you have to give an arm and a leg, literally this was said, in order to be successful. My mom was an entrepreneur. So was my dad. My mom made it look like hell. That was the last mm. thing I wanted to be. She was working easily 15 hour days, seven days a week. She was running it out of the house. There were 50 employees, no joke, coming in and out of my house. We had 10 phone lines in my house. Like I'm talking wow. old school, you know, like with yeah. a cord. <laughs> that's that's like I didn't even know that about you I mean I didn't yeah even... a lot of people don't know that and it was like so I have just because someone was raised wealthy a lot of people think well then you must not have money noise right yeah. no 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 it can be it can be it's just very different but it can be equally as crushing um, yeah. because I was taught right that money brings out the worst in people and look what happens when you're wealthy. Cause I'd go like over to friends' houses to play or sleep over who were, you know, average or even I had friends who, you know, you could tell for sure. Like they were having a hard time making ends meet, but yeah. everyone was so chill and loving and laughing and having fun. So yeah. it was the opposite for me. It was like, <laughs> yeah. dude, like being poor is where it's at. <laughs> That's so funny. So I, you know, I got into being a TV news broadcaster for NBC, CBS, and CNN because I've always had a gift for communication and I, that was my dream, right? Went to college for it, did the whole thing. Um, but I was only making like $17,000 a year. And I knew, even though I loved it, I knew that there's no way I could make an impact on this world, on other women, um, get my story heard just from making that amount of money. It just wasn't going to yeah. happen. And there was no end in sight. It wasn't like, okay, you do this for five years in this certain city and you move to a bigger city. No, I was offered a job in Seattle and then that was 35000 And that's when I went, you might as well be paying me nothing because now I'm in a bigger city. So it costs more and it's thirty-five grand. It was like, 
this isn't going to cut it. So then I went into, which I saw a lot of my friends, you know, they are having company cars and laptops and like yeah. that a dry cleaning allowance and, you know, an expense account and they were in pharmaceutical sales. And I was like, well, this looks pretty damn good considering like I'm broke as a joke over here. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to go try that. So I moved back to Los Angeles because I have a lot of, you know, friends in the TV and film industry, because that's the college I went to. So most of my friends are in the entertainment industry out here. So I came back and I probably interviewed at, with 24 different companies trying to get into pharmaceutical sales because it was that hard to get in. Yeah, I tried before. Yeah, because I didn't have sales experience. It was like, you know, of course, my ego's like, well, I was on TV aren't they going to yeah. want to hire me? It's like, no, we want to see that you can sell. Yeah. So <laughs> that yeah. was like my first exposure to real sales was selling myself to get that job. And I find, I finally got it right. Awesome. I yeah. I climbed that corporate ladder. I did extremely well, but I kept hitting a glass ceiling and there's like the glass ceiling that everyone hit. And then there's the special one in that industry. That's just for women. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I kept, I kept hitting it. So then I'd be like, well, now I need to be a manager, hit the glass ceiling, a director hit the glass ceiling. I'm like, okay, I'm, my head hurts now. So I get it. Like I'm number one. I was always number one in sales, you know, did all the stuff. Right. And I still couldn't make what, I wanted to make. It was, it was really disempowering and I had a really good uh, client. So my clients, right, were physicians and I had a really, you know, good client and who's pretty blunt guy. And he said, have you ever thought about, you know, going into business for yourself and making yourself all that money instead of making a, a company who doesn't care about you all that money? Wow. And I went, oh, you think I could do that? And he's <laughs> like, Absolutely. <laughs> and I was scared yeah. though, because that's where all the mindset stuff came up. I go, well, that would make me then an entrepreneur. Yeah. And that had a ne negative connotation because what I saw growing up. So I had to really wrap my head around that. And I did the side hustle. I, I did the straddling method, which is something I teach now is for how to take that right from going from employee to entrepreneur. So oh. I, I did that. Yeah. In, in my way, right? And the way I teach is not to just quit, you know, and have no plan and like, you know, jump off a cliff. Listen, there's rare unicorns that can do that. You're one yeah. of them. No, I, I had like, <laughs> a, like, a little side job. Like there were like little times where I had to go get a lifeline, <laughs> you know? Um, but I, so I tell people, I don't think that any of us should be broke. Um, and that's something I've, I've even learned more is just like, why would you want to be struggling. Like our energy and struggle is not going to make our business work. And even if you're struggling in your own way in corporate America, like people, you know, on the outside, right? I had a luxury condo. I had yeah. two luxury cars traveling the world. I mean, I was, you know, by most people's standards, I was making bank. But when you keep, when you know you can't rise anymore, yeah. I mean, you literally can't they don't let you, you can't rise anymore. I felt so disempowered. So I might as well have been poor, if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, especially like for you, it's like you seem to really like, like that achievement and also like that goal of something bigger, something better. I like that too. I mean, what's the point, right? But some people are fine. Just like, okay, if I'm making a hundred thousand or 200,000, I'm just going to stay there. Um, 
But something that you touched on, and I just want to share it because I know this is going to speak to so many women. You said that the doctor told you, why don't you just go out there and make this money and work on your own? And I see so many women like hustling their asses off for um, like network marketing, which I'm totally down with. I'm a fan of it. But also like when it comes to them in their own businesses, when it comes to them selling themselves, they don't. And it just, it pains me (laughs) because I just want them to see that like they could also sell their own stuff. Um, so I just noticed that. What do you think about that? Or do you notice? I, I completely agree. It comes down to look what my response was to that doctor. And here is, here is someone myself who kept hitting number one, number one, winning all these awards, right? So I had proof yeah. of my validation, so to speak, of my skills. And when he still suggested it, I was like, you think, you think I can do that? Like, yeah. number one, the corporate world almost trains you that you can't do it right? So they kind of hook you in because it's to their benefit. So I already, you know, it messes with your mindset anyway, when you're in that environment. But I think why so many women think they can't just do it on their own with their own product, it just all comes down to self-worth and believing in themselves and that they can. And if you don't figure that out, you won't sell shit. Yeah. I'm a fan of doing both. (laughs) Like have the business and do the network marketing, but I just noticed that I have a lot of people that come to me either from network marketing and they're really struggling, um, but they have like coaching programs they've created and all these things. So I think that that was interesting. Um, what, what was your like ultimate like shifting moment? Was it that doctor's conversation and did you have a product or something that you were like, yes, I'm ready to jump in this and, and sell it. Or where were you at? Was it totally like, I have to create something. It was the doctor saying that sometimes, you know, you just need someone who you highly respect and who I could hear, right? I was also at the point of where I was very frustrated. So I was open to hearing things, but it was the fact that the universe made sure someone told me that I could actually hear. I mean, he's a very direct person who I respected. So I was like, oh my God, you know, my dad, my dad had already died. My dad died right before my 25th birthday. So it's not like I had you know, a father figure. There was no family, no one in my life that would have ever said that to me. In fact, it was the opposite. People were tripping with me (laughs) wanting to leave the pharmaceutical industry where, you know, they think it's guaranteed and you've done so well. And why would you do that? So it was like the opposite. Um, So that was that triggering moment. And then I did reach out to, right? I I truly did not have a bunch of support in my life for this. So I did reach out to a longtime friend of mine who is actually on my podcast, uh, Project Me with Tiffany Carter. Um, and she is, she makes a million dollars a year, started at nothing, and she's a top realtor in all of California, like literally number one year wow. after year after year. But okay. I remember when she started like selling like yellow page ads and made cold calls. I mean, this girl's no joke. She's been in it. She's been in it. And I asked, so she already had, she was an entrepreneur long before it was a thing. You know what I'm saying? So I, I asked her, you know, I said, Melissa, what do you think? I needed another person who knew me, like who knew the real Tiffany, right? Because this doctor didn't really know the real me. He knew the, you know, the show, right? He knew the, the person I have to show up to, you know, in his, in the office. He didn't know like the tears, 
the low self-worth that I really had, you know, and all the other stuff behind the scenes. So I wanted to ask somebody who like really knew me because my self-worth was so low. Most people didn't know that. I needed that. And Melissa was like, absolutely, you have what it takes and you need to do it. And I believed her. I, I, if she hadn't have said it to me, the doctor hadn't have said it. And if she hadn't have said it, I don't know if I would have done it. Yeah. I love how in life, and this is just a reminder of that, how other people see us so differently than we see ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it's also so beautiful because it's like, you know, it's just a beautiful thing how that just shows up. So what was the thing that you did? Like, how did, what did you transition into? What did you create? Cause now you're a money coach. Now you're always like speaking life into people, reminding them that there's so many opportunities and like, what was your first shift? There? So what I did is I already, and I know you can relate cause you, you know, you were in, you know, financial services, right? Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot of stuff you do. And I'm sure the listeners who have, whether you're a nurse or whatever you are and you're in your corporate job, there's a lot of stuff you do that you don't get paid for to build rapport with people, right? And especially if you're in any form of sales. So I was already giving marketing, um, digital marketing, traditional marketing advice to these doctors who all are entrepreneurs, right? And also large hospital chains and things like that. They wanted my opinion and I was giving it to them for free and even having meetings just for the client relationship rapport. Yeah. So it was like, again, I went back to this doctor, right? Who initially told me like, why don't you do it? I said, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about me um, creating a business around, you know, marketing consulting for um, medical, you know, and medical and pharmaceutical since I'm already doing it anyway. Yeah. And I already help anyway. And he said, I go, I'm just not charging. And he goes, absolutely. And he said, and he goes, I would pay you. And I go, sweet. But it was, (laughs) even though he said that, I was like, sweet. Oh, shit. (laughs) Like, what do I charge? And I don't want to say something too high. And like, someone to think, you know, who does she think she is to charge that? And I was, I was tripping. And I truly just, I was already, you know, a very big practitioner and believer in the law of attraction. So this is something I've always been studying for a long time. So I already had a lot of that language and belief and mindset anyway. So I truly put it out to the universe. Like I have no idea what to charge. Um, And if I ask people, everyone's going to give me a different number. So I'm just going to let you know, the universe, like, tell me what I should charge. And so I, I did, I just had to ask for the business and rip off the bandage. And I said, fuck it. And that's kind of what I teach now is like, I don't let people into my like project me passive income posse group, unless they're at the point of kind of like, fuck it. Like I'm willing to go for it and we're just going to do it. And that's where that's where I was. And that's where I feel most people need to be when they're, when to ask for someone to pay for their services. Totally. I mean, it's hard. Even with the new services, like I just created a new program and I'm beta testing, um, like a coaching certification, um, you know, like a supplemental thing for coaches. And I was just like, what do I charge? What does this look like? And it's like a whole, like another layer of it. 
every time yeah. there's something new, it's new territory. So speaking of that in charging and all those things, like what is the number one thing you're, you're always talking to people about money. So I'm sure you're getting DMS and emails and your clients are coming up with this. What is the one thing that you just want to like help people like shake them and wake them up when it comes to money? Drama. The amount of money noise, as I call it, that everyone has it. We all have yeah. money noise. Listen, I have it and I grew up wealthy. Okay. I had the ballet lessons and the whatever, which didn't matter. I would have rather grown up poor to be honest with you. But we all have, we all have money noise and it just change, changes over time. For example, totally. my coach that I've had for years, he's worth $100 million. He recently had a money noise thing came up that he shared with me, which I was grateful that he did because he invested $50 million in building a boutique hotel chain. Well, if you think about it, that's half of his damn net worth. Yeah. Right? So most of us, let's say your net worth was a thousand bucks. Well, to spend half of it, that can be scary. It's just all relative, right? Right. right. So I, what I notice is, is there is not one person who doesn't have money noise and the people who aren't making money or aren't making much or aren't satisfied with what they're making, it is a money mindset block without a doubt. There's a belief or block that's many layers deep that they aren't even aware of. It's, it's, a sub, it's subconscious. It's not as simple as, oh yeah, you know, my dad used to tell me we can't afford that. Sure, that's part of it, but it's much, much deeper than that. Yeah, I agree. It's like nervous system deep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's interesting hearing about the different, you know, the different ways of people growing up and their money noise, because there is so much noise about it. When you are working with people and they come to you, with this money noise, right? Would you say that, because I find that so many people are so fed up with money. It's like one of those things that they want to fix it. They want it to be better, but like they really aren't ready to take action a lot. And so that you said with your, with your passive income posse, you're saying that they have to be at the space of fuck it. So when you're asking people to come in that group, like what is the requirement? What's so <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad you asked that. The reason I have application requirements is because we keep the group small so everyone can get, you know, customized attention and, do and don't get lost, right? Um, and the thing is, if you are not at that point where you are, you've tried a bunch of stuff on your own, nothing's working, and you're finally kind of, you have to be at that point of surrender, right? Which yeah. is, I, you know, I'm a little more, you know, edgy about it, but it's like, fuck yeah. it. I'm going to trust, <laughs> I'm going to trust, I'm going to trust this chick, Tiffany, right? Yeah. Who is a multimillionaire, who's a straight shooter, right? Who's yeah. done it, who gets it. And I'm going to, I'm going to trust, I'm going to trust the process and fuck it. And I'm just going to do it. That doesn't yeah. mean that these same ladies, right? And the group don't come up against it. Right. And don't, yeah. and don't, as soon as someone says, oh, I can't afford it, or I need to talk to my husband about that, you know, then a whole new layer comes up. But what I'm saying they need to say fuck it to is fuck it. I can't do this on anymore on my own. It's not working. I am willing and open to receive help and actually take action. Yes. And don't you find that like once people feel safe and supported with that 
container of whatever, whether it's a friend like you had a doctor and you had mentors and coaches. When we have that, I feel like we do just feel like it's easier. It's like your friends are cheering you on. You're going to say fucking jump off the cliff. <laughs> right. And the thing is, is that's why I do like, I do all these, I'm known for doing all of these sales obstacle role plays. This is what I go and speak about when I'm do, I call it closed caption speaking where, you know, big corporations hire me just for their employees to come in and train them in sales and sales objection handling. You know, it's not for the masses. It's just for people who work for the company. And it's so helpful doing that because I get to reach thousands, you know, these big national sales meetings I go to and it's, I reach thousands of people and I get a really good case study on where people trip up which helps me better serve, right? My project me with Tiffany Carter audience. Cause I can, I can take that. Like I see where people trip up and a lot of women are actually can get to a point where they're confident with their services. Like I know I'm a good fitness coach or I know I'm a good at feng shui or, you know, I know I'm, I'm a good spiritual practitioner or whatever it is. Like I know I'm good at what I do. They can get there. But then it's like this whole other layer comes up when they're on, you know, they're on a call. I mean, we can call it whatever you want, guys. I mean, it is a sales call, but we can replace totally. it with a marketing call, an influencer call, a discovery call, but it's a sales <laughs> fucking call. I mean, it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. This yeah. is when the transaction takes place of I, my service, I have something to help you with your problem. And this is how much uh, the investment is for it. Yeah. But then they can even get to that part is what I've noticed pretty confidently, even if they're kind of scared, but they're able to, they're able to get there. But as soon as that other person gives an objection, like, oh my, you know, I'm going to just throw out a number like five grand. Let's just yeah. say your coaching thing or whatever it is, your mastermind is five grand. Then, then the person on the other end goes, oh my God, I didn't think it was going to be that expensive. I, I, I don't yeah. have that kind of money. <laughs> then everything hits the fan. The shit hits the fan. Then they don't, then they start over talking. They don't know where to go. And these, this happens with these thousands and thousands of people I've trained who work for these large corporations like I, I used yeah. to, right? This happens with these people who've had a shit ton of sales training and in real life practice, and they still get tripped up. And the funny thing is, that's like not even their product. So I feel like that's easier to sell. <laughs> like, you know, that's a great point. You make an awesome point. I think psychologically, tell me what you think. I think psychologically, because it's not their own, it's almost easier because if someone says no or gives an, a, an obstacle or an objection, it's not personal because it's not yeah. theirs. That's how I felt with um, selling life insurance. You know, my whole thing was I will sell the company. I will give you all the details and data. But if you say no, part of it is could I have done a better job? But the other part is it's not, it's not me, you know? But when it comes to my stuff and someone says no and they want to choose someone else, then that's different. But I will say this, that I've gotten to the point for me where I'm just like, my, my time can't go for any less than this. <laughs> like, right. Um, and I think that there's this big gap though, of so many people that are so worthy of like, just, I just made a post right before we got on the call. And I just said for moms, especially and women though, that say, I can't afford to have support in my house or support with my business or support with my help. You can't afford not to be happy and healthy and joyous and spacious. 
Like, right. It's about, it's about worthiness. I'm yeah. not worthy or, oh, I feel guilty because that money should be going in a college fund or whatever for my kid. And I don't, I feel like that's wrong. Meanwhile, you guys, these, and I, and I know some of you listening are this person. Meanwhile, you have a fresh set of acrylic nails and a fresh eyebrow wax yeah. and extensions. But you know what I'm saying? Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm all about that life. Yeah. I'm all about the weave life. Believe me. But, <laughs> it's, but it's like you, then those are the same people who are also saying, oh, I can't afford to hire a cleaning lady to help. I can't afford da, da, da. Yeah. And it's like, but yes, you found a way for these other things. So what's going on here? And that's when I know it's money noise because yeah. it doesn't make sense. Right. And I even put this in the post. I said, check in to find out if you have a belief that if you could do it yourself, then it's a waste to pay for it mm -hmm. because you can't do your own acrylics. You can't do your own extensions <laughs> so unless they're put in. <laughs> but my point of this whole thing is for just to like bring up some of these things that people do and why they need support. I'll be totally honest. Like I'm so working on my money mindset when it comes to saving and things like for you, you've grown up in a wealthy family where people probably do certain amounts of savings. They always have great credit. Like they're used to like borrowing from institutions where it's like people with no money. They're like, I want to get out of debt. I never want to have debt. I don't want to like pay this much for a coach. And it's like, there's just, it's such a contradicting of all the noise, but um, I just think it's so important. And I'm learning this more and more. If you want to give back and be in contribution and just show up and just live in this big way, we have to learn how to make multiple streams of income and definitely passive income. So tell us what are some of the ways that you teach people to create passive incomes in the posse? So why I'm so passionate about teaching women in particular about passive income is because that is what makes me feel the most empowered and free. Yeah. Because when you have passive income, you are no longer dependent on any job, any man, any spouse, the government, um, cl any client for cash because you have fuck you money, as I call it. Yeah, I love you, when you, have, that. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You have, and even if, even when you start out, you know, it takes time to build it, you guys. I mean, I've been building passive income for a while, but I, I make hundreds of thousands of year in passive income now. But even when you start, let's say it's 500 a month, there's something that happens with your mindset when you wake up and you get PayPal notifications and people bought something from you or bought something through like an affiliate link you shared or something like that, or through, you know, an invest, an investment account you have, and you made money while you're sleeping, even if it's $15, you're like, oh my God, if this can happen with 15, it could be 50, then 50 yeah. is 100. And it really shifts people's mindset so beautifully to see what is possible. So that's why, that's why I love passive income. If it wasn't for me having passive income, I don't know if I would have started Project Me with Tiffany Carter when I did because that passive income is my bank. Right. That is my lender. I'm borrowing from myself to keep building this business at a great level. I already have another business that's a seven-figure business, right? I didn't have to, so to speak, create Project Me with Tiffany Carter, but I did have to, to, right. te to teach women this because it's so empowering. I love my fiance. He's great. I could leave tomorrow. And yeah. I, I want women to have that power, not in like a threatening way, 
but to just know, right, I could leave and maintain my lifestyle. Yeah. That, that is damn empowering. And even not even if you leave your husband, like if something happens, I was just telling my old mentor that like as a grown woman, because we were talking about life insurance, and I was like, as a grown woman, when my mom died, like that was a financial setback, not because of a lot of things I had to pay, but like, I didn't want to work as much. I needed to take point. Right. And it's like, there's so many things that we don't think about and people are just like, well, I don't need this for a college fund or I don't need to stay for retirement yet. More, the more space we have, the more freedom we have, we become a different person. Well, and here's what happens. We end up attracting more money and making more money as a result because we don't have that desperate fear energy around cash anymore. Yes. So when someone comes up with an obstacle, right? I'm on a sales call, or as a lot of people call them, what did, what do we say? No, you call it. Call. Yeah. A moment. Anything, anything you want to call it. Yeah. Right. So An alchemy something. A spiritual money, a spiritual financial exchange call, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we're on yeah. one of those calls and someone says to me, right. Oh, that's a lot. I didn't know it was going to be that much. Um, I need to talk to my husband. Or let's just say this recently happened. There was someone, I'm pretty good at filtering people out prior to ever getting on a call with me, but yeah. this person I could tell, right? Because this is the first time I'm seeing them on video and I can see their body language. I just knew energetically just from years and years of doing this, this wasn't a good fit. And if I didn't have, you know, a lot of streams of passive income coming in, if I was living paycheck to paycheck, right? I guarantee that that money noise would come up like that fear, desperation. Oh, I better just take this person. Yeah. Because I, you know, I need this money and I don't know when the next person's going to come. And guess what happens then? Then we usually fuck it all up because we, we just come across desperate, even the best actors, actresses out there. I'm telling you guys, you can't fake out that energy. I'm sure most of you guys have even experienced it you know, out there, like where you're feeling like someone's selling to you, that's a really good sign that someone has a desperate energy. And also like where people have gotten mad at me because I don't say yes, or I'm not into something. And it just feels like, yeah, when you, like you said, you can say, fuck you money. It's also like <laughs> the money that allows us to just say, this doesn't feel good to me. I'm just not going to do it. You know? And that's just, there's so much freedom in that. Going into this, because you, you coach people, you, you have sessions, like I saw on your website, you do like individual sessions? Yeah, there's three ways to work with me privately. So um, there's, I work with newbie entrepreneurs or people who want to be entrepreneurs where your revenue is zero or under 8,000 a month. Then I work with more established entrepreneurs where your revenue has to be between eight to 10,000 a month. And then I do a 90 minute, I offer a 90 minute intensive strategy session because some people just need like a quick hit at Tiffany. No, but like, it's so true. Some people really just need the validation or like a little guidance and then they can just run really far with it. You know, yeah. not everyone needs a six month coaching plan. Right. And I only do that two months. I only, I only do two months because I truly don't feel it needs to be six when you're coaching private to me, right? You're getting one-on-one. -on -one. There's a reason it's like, it's intense, you know, it's yeah. let's go, let's go for it. But yeah, that's why I offer 
the 90 minute because this a lot can happen in 90 minutes, especially if you're someone who's already pretty clear about where you want to go. Totally. I love that. And one thing I want to like just circle back to you because we've been kind of laughing about it and we're saying it indirectly, but let's be direct because we're, we're both direct people. Like people that are not okay with calling things sales calls or talking about sales or saying I'm going to make a sale or I want to make money. That's bullshit <laughs> because we cannot make money if we're not okay with just saying it. So you're kind of saying that <laughs> through this, how people want to call it all these different things. Let's just talk about that a little bit out in the world of all types of sales and really just sharing our services. Like just speak on that for a second. Cause yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, what I got some really good feedback within my, within my group, which was, and I was really impressed with this lady's insight. And she said, I am really confident in my ability in my services, in my product, but I, how I was raised, it was taboo to talk about sales or talk about money, you know, like, you know, it was like, oh, salespeople are sleazy or salespeople are gross or pushy. And even to talk about money, even in a positive sense, it was like, you don't talk about money. That's very, um, she used a word, it's like almost like tacky, you know, yeah. it wasn't very classy to talk yeah. about money. And that's how she was raised. Wonderful insight because obviously, right? She's not right, making yeah. the sales she wants because she's, uncomfortable talking about it from stuff from her past and, and she doesn't want to be that person she doesn't want to be that person and it's like well you aren't that person listen nonprofits have to sell churches have to sell schools have to sell if nonprofits didn't have galas and silent auctions and sell seats at tables and sell tables and do all that they wouldn't be able to help the millions and billions of people these nonprofits help same with churches right, right. They, there's bake sales. There's all, you know, there's all sorts of things that's selling you guys. In fact, one of my good friends, she's, she's like an aunt to me. She is paid a high commission on selling seats to galas for some of the most well-known nonprofits in the world. Hell that's yeah. a sales position. Totally. I mean, nonprofits really only have to give 10% of their money to the actual fund or to the, you know, wherever they're, they're channeling that money to. I think a lot of people, one thing that I, I like about this, and it's just a reminder to all those people out there that struggle with this, or maybe their families have those stories about pyramid schemes and selling and money is nobody with money says these things. <laughs> like, That's true. And, like, it's always like my broke family members and I love them, but like, you know, that have something negative to say about these things. And so I just always like the saying, Tony Robbins talks about this is like model the people that are living the way that you want to live. <laughs> you know? yeah, absolutely. And you're right. It's like the, the stuff I hear out of people's mouths who aren't making that much money or paycheck to paycheck are, are not things I hear from my, so to speak, financial peers. And I don't mean that in a degrading way, but I don't hear any of my friends who are, you know, doing really well financially talking about that. If they're presented with an opportunity, unless it's something like outright, you know, very obvious, like a scam, right? But if they're presented with an opportunity, you know, when you're a smart investor, you take a look at it, right? right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, listen, if anyone like listens to my podcast, I lost, I had a million in the bank by the time I was 30. I lost almost all of it. 
with a, you know, financial advisor. Okay. And it's like, I could have kept that jaded kind of attitude. Like I will never put money in a financial institution or work with a financial advisor again. Well, I mean, that's short-sighted, right? Totally. I mean, it's just doing our research, just like working with a coach, working with anyone, right? I want to ask you, what is one thing that someone out there could do? Like if they were like, I only have like $200 to invest and I want to do passive income. Like where, where do I start? Cause you know, they don't have the money to go buy a, a real estate, you know, portfolio. <laughs> so what do you think there? Right. And I started with not having that much. I had a little more than that. I started with 2000. Okay. Um, but I mean, you have to start somewhere, you know, like people ask me, how'd you become a multimillionaire? $1 at a time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but to, to be direct with that dollar amount, um, here's what I would say. First, you have to get really honest with yourself and your skill set. Are you someone who is, you know, who is an, you know, really good with people and you're open to embracing sales, Right. You don't have a huge resistance to it because if that's the case, I would say absolutely put it in a network marketing um, business, right? But for someone who is very timid, that sounds awful to them. Um, (laughs) That skill set would take many, many years of painstaking refinement. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want you to put your money there. What I would say is don't put that money anywhere. I would take a look at creating your own Amazon store, Mm. um, which is free, and all of the products that you regularly use and products that like make sense if you have a business, make sense with your business. Like, you know, Nicole and I could have like all of our favorite podcasting equipment, for example, and you share it all the time. So then when people are buying a product, whether it's a camera or whatever it is, you're making a commission off it, right? So I would say you don't have to spend any money to start earning passive income, but you need to have a strategy about it. A lot of people, you know, I'll get DMs, especially after doing podcasts like yours, and they'll go, Tiffany, I put up an Amazon store last week, and I haven't even made a dollar. (laughs) And it's like, okay, so how do people know that, how do people know you have an Amazon store? Like, what are you doing to drive traffic to that store or to those products? Well, I did, I posted about it last week. How many times? One time. Well, that, that's not going to yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because it's like this, um, I just had Jason Goldberg on and he was talking about like the sense of entitlement with like new entrepreneurs. Same thing with this. It's like, we have to like, com- like consistently show up and share something. Nothing is successful with just like a, hey, there's this one thing. <laughs> right. On. You could be like using you as an example, right? You could be an incredible writer And if you just like posted like once a week, like, oh, I wrote this book, you know, I wrote, you know, are you kidding me? You would have no sales, even though the book's amazing. P.S. You guys, it really is. You guys, it's, you know, the book's amazing. And you, and there's a lot of authors that have no sales that you don't know anything about because no one knows you're there. Totally. I think people think, especially with books, you just write the book and it's there. Same thing with a lot of people that start their business. They start their business. I put up my PayPal like, and, and put my website up and I thought money was going to be coming in my sleep. <laughs> like, and it was just like, yeah, right. It doesn't work like that. You have to have like a strategy about it or behind it, right? And you have to talk about it and let people 
you know, let people know you're there. And the thing is, you know, I'm sure you've heard this. I don't know if your audience has, but it truly does take an average of six to seven times of someone hearing and reading something before they connect you with it. I mean, I can repeat my, you know, line that I'm very famous for quoting, which is, you know, low self-worth equals low net worth, right? I could repeat that to nauseam and I'll still like, maybe I'll post a quote or I'll say it. And I'll get a message like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, like, like, I've never, like I've never said it before. Yeah. And it's, we're distracted. We get so obsessed with our own world that we think, oh my God, I've spoken about my book so much, my podcast, my coaching services. I've spoken about it so much. I must be like annoying or over speaking yeah. about it. And the reality is, is likely is that you're not talking about it enough. Totally. I can relate to feeling like that on both sides of that. And I have to say that when I step up and I'm like, you know what? This is like a non-negotiable. I'm just not shutting the hell up about this. That's when we sell. That's when the, the things happen. And people, what I found, and you may have heard this too, there's people that I know love and buy all my stuff every time I put it out. And then I tell them about something and they're like, I didn't even know that you were doing that. I didn't know about that. Send me the link. <laughs> like people are just not seeing it. Not everyone is like stalking your Facebook and Instagram every day. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, God forbid, <laughs> right? They actually are like paying attention to their kids, cooking dinner, right. working, you know, they have a full-time job that they hate. Then they're at the gym and it's like, you know, I, I don't think they're like taking notes on Nicole or Tiffany's like Instagram stories. Yeah. It's so funny. I always remind myself when I, when I forget how like people want to buy my stuff, I'm, I'm like, people have you on their vision board, like <laughs> chill out and like show up for it. Um, but no, it's so funny. The mind stuff that comes up. I love hearing it from you. Cause I feel like we're from two different like backgrounds. <laughs> so I like to hear the contrast of that. And I think that's really powerful for a lot of the listeners. One thing before, before we go, because I want people, I know people are going to want to like hear more about your, your services and this, and the policy that you have going on because passive income is so important. And like, really what I've learned from all the things I do and like going from making a small amount of money to like poverty to like living pretty comfortably is that like, I'm just looking for peace and peace really comes in the passive income. Peace comes in knowing that income is coming next month too, (laughs) right? Like so it's so big. So tell us in your group, like what can people expect? Who can get in there? Like give us that pitch. Sure. So in the, the project, pitches. Passive, here, here's my sales pitch, you guys. <laughs> yeah. feel, feel free to also rewind and listen to it 80 times and copy it for yourself. Um, <laughs> I don't, I really don't mind. So here's the thing with um, the Project Me Passive Income Posse. We are, like I said earlier, we are capping it at a certain number in order to keep it small so you get a customized approach in a group format. I do live trainings every Saturday and the trainings range from, you know, up-leveling your Instagram, Instagram remodels. We do a full Instagram remodel of every single person's Instagram bio that they post in the group. And so we post like before and afters, like you see for like body transformations. Yeah. We do it with your social media channels. Um, so we can't make you post it, right? I can help you as long as you post it. So we do that. Um, I do full sales role plays in our live trainings that, you know, the group will say, I keep getting this objection like, oh, I don't have the time or I don't have the money. So I do a full sales role play on 
what to say and how to handle it when someone says this. And it helps desensitize people and give you confidence in order to get on the call and do that. But I also teach you, along with my business partner, how to find the right passive income streams that make sense with your passions and your brand, right? So what works for me might not feel right for you or might not align with your business. So you want to make sure that it's something you're actually passionate about. If you're not into real estate, right? That like doesn't do anything for you. Well, then why would I, why would I push you to get a rental property? Like that doesn't make any sense, right? If you hate writing, I am not going to share my, my affiliate link strategy for bloggers with you because you're not going to do it. So there's no yeah. point. So we make sure we can customize that. The best way to get the full application requirements is to direct message me on Instagram at Project Me with Tiffany or message me on Facebook at Project Me with Tiffany and I will send them to you. Sweet. I love that. And I, I love that there's just so many like blog affiliates, like I don't even know about all these things, right? So it's just so cool because there's just so much money to be made. There is so much to be made. You, we forget <laughs> there are 7 billion people in the world. It's like, and when we're online, these online businesses, right? This is, we don't need that many people to make money. Let's say you did a, like another thing I teach are paid printables, okay? A lot of people do free printables. Like, you know, here's my email address. I'll give you this for free. Well, yeah create paid printables and make money. Let's say it's $5, right? For your paid printable. Well, you do the math, right? Even at $5, you don't need that many people to make some, some cash out of the 7 billion people in the entire world. It's like the math, when you break it down, is like almost laughable when you realize like, oh my God, that really isn't that many people that would need to buy this for me to like see a legit return. Yeah. And you know what I noticed too, is like, even for me in the beginning, cause we're, we're actually transitioning some things to be paid. And I started thinking like, this was just like two months ago where I was like, all these things I give away for free, like these trainings that were supposed to be 30 minutes, they turn into 90 minutes. These should be paid. <laughs> like even if it's $25, like. I absolutely agree. That's why I would, that's why I don't have a free Facebook group. Yeah. Because I would rather have a paid group where people are incentivized to show up and participate and that I am incentivized to have skin in the game to show up and participate. If you guys watch the Shark Tank, right, you'll hear, you'll hear some of those sharks on Shark Tank, like especially Mr. Wonderful. You'll hear some other ones say like Mark Cuban, they'll go, that's not enough equity in the company to get me excited, right? Yeah. You yeah. want your teacher, right? You want me. You want Nicole. You want us to get excited. You want Nicole's event, like her, her live event coming up that I'm speaking at, Harmonious Hustle. You want her to charge for tickets because that helps elevate her money game. And then she has more skin in the game where she can deliver more high vibe shit to you, right? Totally. totally. And I'm fucking excited, but also... We're not having it at a park for free. So we need to make sure that it's like everything costs money. Everything is an exchange. Let's say not everything costs money. Everything costs. Like there's always an exchange happening. And as soon as we get okay with understanding that money is this thing that we're playing with and exchanging, but it's also this higher level of like, even me who went to like multiple six figures and I'm like, holy shit, I make more than anyone else in my family. But then I'm like, how can I make money without having to really work? <laughs> like, you know, and that's what Tiffany specializes in. 
So anyone that's out there that's like, you know what, I want to start this now. And one thing I will say about this kind of stuff and everything that you're sharing, because like you said, it takes time. Like, why not start now? Why yeah. not start now? Like, it's what time? If you didn't start five years ago, okay, the best time to start then is now. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on, Tiffany, and sharing all of your your words of wisdom. And I can't wait to have you at Harmonious Hustle Live. So guys, if you haven't bought your tickets to Harmonious Hustle Live, what the hell are you waiting for? It's going to be so next level. And not only because we're going to be talking about all of this stuff, but before we get you into the space just to talk to you about making money and showing up in your mission and being bold, day one is all about just softening and surrendering so you can get to that fuck it moment. <laughs> right? So right. it's going to be so good. So I can't wait to have you all join us there. And um, all of Tiffany's links are going to be here for you. So be sure to reach out to her, follow her on Instagram and tag us, share this episode. Let us know what you enjoyed. Anything else you want to share, Tiffany, before we go? Just hit me up in the DMs and see what happens. I donate two <laughs> yeah. hours a day just to my DMs to answer questions for you guys. So it's all, and it is also really helpful, like you said, like taking a screenshot, like take it right now. It takes two seconds of the episode and post it and tag both of us. This way, like Nicole then also knows, and I know like for Harmonious Hustle, like, did you guys like this? Like, do you want more of it? Yeah. Or or are your ears bleeding? Like, you got to let us know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that we're all down to make more money. We can do so much more good stuff with it. I just had someone reach out to me that they don't have a home. They got stuck. It's snowing outside. They have their dog and they have an opportunity to um, buy this camper for like $1,000. And they asked me if I could help. And it's just the feeling of there's so many people out there to help. And really giving and sharing is like really what we're here for. We can't do it if we don't have anything to give. <laughs> so be open to it and reach out to us. Thank you so much, Tiffany. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Thanks. And there you have it, my friends. I want to know, what's your favorite takeaway from today's show? I love when you share your highlights from the show. Be sure to tag me when you share so I can give you a proper shout out. If you haven't already, subscribe and while you're there rate and review because your feedback it really means the world to me until next time remember to harmonize your hustle